0: The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. This is Mel the Blind Fury, formerly known as Mel Sanchez, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Tabloid. Turbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. Oh, joy. The clock is ticking, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. Vacation is coming for me. The summer of Santee is upon us, guys. Yes, I... My random vacation time is coming and coming soon. (sighs) I'm not going anywhere. You know, a lot of people take their vacation time It's like, oh, I'm going to Aruba, I'm going to Dubai, I'm going to Mexico, I'm going to bed. And that's what the fuck I need. I need sleep. I I, I hear a lot of people who do vacations and I hear that vacations are even more work than work. Packing, uh, depending on where you're going, uh, airlines, passports, uh, uh, um, Customs, the 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 the, the hotels, uh, res, the resorts you're in, the the packages you got there, and I said that sounds like fucking work. And all people who go, oh, it's so fun. I don't care. But in all that time, to me, I'm like shit. I could stay home and just sleep, drink catch up on stuff play my video games have fun on my podcast have fun with my kid have fun with my family and it doesn't sound like work but to each his own i guess i guess I, like I i'm just in i'm ready I, it's like i'm sitting back in my mind and i'm just going oh my god i could f- possibly get an eight hour sleep." straight without having to worry about um, leaping up because an alarm is going off because I have to go somewhere or because I have to be at a certain post or I have uh, an assignment to do. I could just sleep. Uh, I know a lot of people who, who really... Can't sleep or don't really get a good rest, which is not good for you. You have to always remember that that's, um, that fucks up your blood pressure. You can't really do that. Now, I'm a person that suffers from a hypertension, so I really got to get sleep. But even so, I find a way to rest and it's needed, necessary. Oh. And even if it's for two hours at a time, four hours at a click. Another two hours here and there, I'm trying to piece together this time It's not healthy, but I try, I really do But I need this time away from work, I do It's been getting a little bit more hectic than than it usually will be Although I I have explained to you guys what I do for a living But I don't think I've really gone in depth to explain to what is my role at work uh, I've explained to you, I work in psychiatry And the role that you guys might be more affiliated with When it comes to psychiatry If you know it would be as an orderly Now in orderlies, they are just the muscle They are the intimidating figures They're like the COs of psychiatry And they're the ones that are just Um Ensuring that you're going to take your meds, and if you act out, they are the ones that are going to grab you up. If you've ever watched movies like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and stuff and such like that, um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. The psychiatry does not work like that. Especially these days, it doesn't work that way. My position is known as a behavioral health associate. Look it up. You can see it up in um. um in the um, career section um, And It's it's going to be universal It's been it's been slowly but surely Been dripping out to different parts of the country As that title But in New York City and the state uh, In other parts of other hospitals Statewide such as known as different titles But for us We are basically the front line When it comes to mental health health you, you hear about nurses doctors uh, uh, uh pcas and such like that but for bhas we are the front line when it comes to crisis intervention and crisis de-escalation i'm sharing with you guys let me just open up because i don't think i've ever opened up to you guys because i need it for this fucking vacation time so you're gonna you're gonna understand where, where i'm coming from so with the job the first thought is that there like i mentioned is that there's a physical presence you you would think of us like bodyguards but the real tool of our job is communication listening the ability to have empathy true um true skilled workers can deescalate a situation without physicality and i can honestly say not because of i'm i'm braggadocious and, and feeling myself but i've been complimented to say that i have that skill to do that and it's because of it's 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 numerous things that comes with it but for the most part it's a number 1 being aware of, uh, of my surroundings, meaning environment and staff and patients. Number two, having the ability to listen. This is why I often have problem with women because I'm not like any other dude where I just sit there and talk all over you. I will listen to your shit and then call you out on it, which is a skill at the job as well. And vice versa. Number three um, Being able to understand And read bullshit And number four Having the ability To Have the wherewithal Of knowing That Medication is key and when and how it should be implemented. It's, it's, it does take a toll. I, I, I'm i not going to sit, I'm not going to bullshit you and sit there and say that. Oh my God. I'm like, uh, it's it's round the clock with me. No, I have a lot of moments where I could catch up on a lot of my wrestling shit, my podcast, <laughs> my uh my 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 shows that I I need to catch up on, the case maybe I have a downtime. But when it's go time, it's fucking go time. It could be from the smallest instance to someone that doesn't want to change their clothes, to an instance where a fucking six foot seven, two hundred and ninety pounds Aki Diesel motherfucker wants to fight. And. You have to learn how to deal with that situation and how it goes down. Yes, it can get physical. A lot of times it does, but then a lot of times if you're smart enough and you're in tune with what's going on, you can minimize that. I don't recommend this job for a lot of people because, like I said, you could look it up, and a lot of y'all would say, yeah, the pain looks good. But the pay's not going to look good when your ass is in fucking traction or your ass is fucking taking a, 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 a workman's comp because you don't know what the fuck you're doing or because your team or somebody else put you in a predicament and jam you up and you're fucked up. I take it like this. I know a lot of times we hear the stories about what police officers are going through and what they do and the bullshit that they do. And yes, majority of those fucking People in that position have a power complex and they do not understand their roles in that community. I get that. And I despise those who don't understand that. You know why? Because those individuals have not gone through the training that I've done or have lived the life that I've done or know the community that they work in. My job is in that same realm of policing which is, I know it's a wrestling wrestling show, guys. I get to forget it, but I'm trying to open up to you guys. I'm trying to share to you something. But my job is the same way as policing, except I don't have a gun. I don't have a taser. I don't have mace. I don't have handcuffs. The only weapons that I have is my mind, my body, and my mouth. And that's it. I can't do anything else with that, and you and you know people go well, you're in a psych facility, uh you don't have to deal with guns, whatever, yeah, but I don't know what weapons these guys can do, just like in prison, they can make a shank out of a fucking toothbrush. It can happen, they can make sharp objects with um any plastic utensils they have. Hell, they could sneak in a razor in their mouth, and i can't i we wouldn't even know. Because some people are fucking dumb and don't fucking search all the way. I had an incident where a patient came in and it wasn't my incident per se, but I was there for it, where the patient was um acting out and one of the staff members was able to de escalate the situation. The patient turned to them man and was like, Yo, thanks for your help. Good looking out, and uh you know what I, I don't wanna do it to you guys, but you know you guys are cool, so I'm gonna give you this <laughs> spit out his mouth and threw a razor right on the fucking counter. yeah, it could have gotten that way so yes, this is why I stress a lot on the shows, especially when the 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 closing of the of the episodes where mental health because I know it is I see it i i'm I I live it every day Where It's very key Especially those who have Children Family members And those in their lives That You may or may not Be Intuned Or what They're Going through But it's also An instance Where I always say that Check in on them Listen to them Don't often think that Oh, they just fucking crazy. Now, it's a lot of shit going on with them. A lot of trauma, a lot of um, backstory that you don't know about, especially family. Family could been affected by a lot of trauma, and you did not know about it because you either didn't know about it or you refused to believe that it was possible. But yeah, and I end up getting it. I end up seeing those families and the real sad part about it is that a lot of these people that are coming in a lot of the the patients that i'm seeing are getting younger and younger when i started this almost eight years ago it was people in their 40s 50s you know uh, late 30s now they're coming in as babies 19 20 24 and i've even seen people that i know from my neighborhood people that I've i've known for for years and their kids are coming in with this so i only said this i only say this to you because yes i want you guys to be aware that it is uh important to know that you have this really debilitating and and very very uh integral part of our lives that can be a problem because I could always I could always equate it to say, you know when you see those crazy people in the street and somebody's approaching them, um, whether it be a police officer holding a gun or it could be a person like me without a gun who's talking to this person. I'm the one that's without the gun, hoping that I don't get hurt and hoping that I can help this person get through what they're going through for that little moment. That's my job every night, and I just hope that you can extend that to family and friends that you feel are going through that, and just give them that moment to let them know that I'm listening. But other than that, welcome everybody to another episode of, I didn't mean to blow it off, like uh, other than that, but welcome everybody to another episode of. Turnbuckle Tabloid I'm your host Mr. Ear to the Mat The King of Talks And as always The Cheap Thrill Jay the Red Santee And I am your BHA For not only this episode But also every episode Make sure you check us out On all the social media outlets Check us out on the Like and group page Make sure you check us out On Instagram At Termical Tablet as well as on Twitter at Terminal Tablet as always be sure you check us out on the Twitter on the uh, TikToks, the Instagrams and the uh, Facebooks the Twitch, whatever the fuck it is man we're everywhere t- at Termical Tabloid um, as well check us out like, download, share follow, be a part of the podcasting outlets for Termical Tabloid, iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes and wherever you can find podcasting and us, we are there at turnbuckle tabloid and uh if not go to turnbuckle tabloid network.com because you find the family there with um toys and tags black is new black and much much more and make sure you check us out at rageworksnetwork.com and check out the fam for all the reviews previews contests and uh much much more with the culture that we are so binded with movies tv shows comic books toys hobbies Whatever is there for you guys, we are there for you guys at RageWorks.net. RageWorks.net. We do it for the culture, baby. Ah, pop culture, that is. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited for my for my vacation time, man. I get to spend more time with Sully. Spend that summer to where um, it's just been lazy. <laughs> it's been a lazy summer, man. And just, you don't really want to do much it's been hot it's been disgusting you can hear the ac in the background i really don't give a fuck but it's just what it is gotta take it to what it is uh it's funny because i always say that you know i give apologies to the ac and shit but damn i listen to all the podcasts the motherfuckers got like fights in the background um gunshots fucking cars backing up and all this shit but i'm like all right i'm not too i'm not too bad uh and shout out to the boy rich our, go- our, our guy out there the big boss himself big rich he always finds a way to help minimize uh certain audio stuff and whenever i listen to the to the playback i go shit it's not that bad so um shout out to my to my guy over there that, that looks out for for us um so yeah I'm, I'm just really catching up on a lot of stuff and i'm i'm hoping with this vacation time it doesn't go too quick although it always does um i hope it doesn't go too quick because i need the time i need the sleep and i need the fun uh we have got much more we got much to talk about this week uh wrestling rundown shit man um and my apologies to how the show has been um, coming out a little bit later than it should um but you know like i mentioned the big boss was on vacation this past week and uh ain't nothing i can do about that you know he's he was always on point and was able to push out the shows when he could Uh, This past week, we have uh, for Wrestling Rundown uh, Jericho and Lesnar's supposedly um, confrontation they had years ago, which certain words were used. Uh, Okay. Um, uh, Jordan Grace and her, uh, we're going to cover her thoughts about uh, the Benoit stuff and the the recent statement she had. Uh, Raw going. TV 14 we'll talk about that Um, As well As Goldberg's beef and What's next for Sasha and much much more so guys Don't go anywhere stick around Hopefully you guys are enjoying your summer And uh, enjoying your Best life and your good life don't go anywhere Stick around we'll talk to you Guys see you guys in a Second What does it take To be called A legend in wrestling What accolades must you achieve to be recognized as one to be above all in professional wrestling? Tonight, we share said accomplishments on our episode of Turnbuckle Biography. On this episode, we share the history of one man who has accomplished so much in the field of professional wrestling. This man has won an astonishing number of tag team championships across the globe. Tonight, I, Montgomery Winthorpe, is pleased to recognize Hillbilly Bill, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, who has broken all racial barriers during his years of wrestling without even knowing it. Hillbilly Bill began his wrestling career at the age of 14 from his hometown of Blacklist, Arkansas. A town that had never seen a black person ever. The only color that he ever saw was pale. Must tell you, growing up in Blacklist, I was a big fan of wrestling. Remember watching guys back in them days who did like four, five hours of wrestling in the ring. And we just watched all day long because, hell, we ain't had nothing else to do. We just waited until the cows were mating, pigs were mating, and then, boop, nothing else occurred. But when I started wrestling, I made sure that I wanted to be a guy who grappled. And I found me partners. But my partners weren't the regular partners. They were strong, big, manly men. And although they've been in the sun for a little bit too long, because being out in the fields, that happens. And these men were out there for a while. They looked like burnt chickens. We were champions, bred to win. And I was going for the goal in every promotion we went to. The man known as Hillbilly Bill had a mediocre run as a singles, but he knew what he needed to do to take him over the top. I was okay with running around, being by myself, and wrestling other guys, but when I saw what tag team wrestling was like, well, sure, I need to be a part of that. So I started recruiting guys to be part of my, I guess my 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 greatness. So I recruited guys like Harlem Henry and uh, Carolina Carl, Detroit Dave, uh, Chicago Carlos. I also went and got guys that were like, uh, I wouldn't say. Hell, but they were a little bit off color. Like my friends from uh California, it was Compton, Kenny, and uh Los Angeles, Louis. He was a bit on the tan side. And uh I, I gotta say that it-, it seemed to be successful. We 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 had great runs back in those days. There was always something off putting with these gentlemen. Billy Bill did not understand. Yeah, I remember when we were changing in the locker room with all the other fellas and uh, all the other guys in, in the territories uh, seemed shocked with the guys that I bring in. Uh, some of them were uh, pretty upset because they didn't understand why would I bring these these tanned individuals in the locker room. But I said, hey, this is my tag partner. They would bring like these fiery crosses and pitchforks. I was like, hey, 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 guys! We don't use that kind of weapons and matches over here. All we do is a straight wrestling out here. This is what we do. Fast forward to this day. Hillbilly Bill now being a Trump supporter wearing his Make America Great Again hat and shirt doesn't understand why he's getting a backlash in social media. Yeah, my grandsons and my grandnephews and stuff are telling me about me being bashed and I thought I was actually getting really good at wrestling, but apparently they're telling me that I'm labeled as something as a racist. I didn't didn't run. I never ran racist. I was a wrestler. That was my thing. I didn't run racist. So I don't know why I'm a racist. All I wanted is to be known as just a wrestler, but So they say, uh, vote for Trump 2020. I like him. Thank you for being a part of this episode of Turnbuckle Biography. I'm your host, Montgomery Winthorpe. As I say to you, good night. This advertisement is brought to you by Turnbuckle Tabloid. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Ortiz from the land, American Exchange, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. How? It's Wrestling Rundown with Jay Santi. Live from New York. In- Turnbuckle Tabloid. The job. Yeah, it's one of those days. Just can't wait. Clock is ticking on vacation time. It's upon us. You'll probably hear more relaxed, uh, more inebriated Santee when I'm on vacation. Uh, I mean, how different would it be from any other time, right? Uh, but I can't wait. I'm excited for this. So, uh, as always, I am the Norm McDonald of this segment, and this is your Weekend Updates Wrestling Rundown. Uh, So, Jericho opens up and says that during that incident with uh, Brock Lesnar, um, during the um, SummerSlam of 2016, in which Brock and Randy Orton had a match, And during that match, Brock, uh, busted open Randy Orton a hard way and Jericho was none too pleased about it. Uh, in a conversation he had recently, a podcast, he mentions how he approached Brock Lesnar about the situation and, uh, went into details, saying that, you know, fuck this, he might whip my ass, but I'm gonna bite his fucking nose off. Uh. He, he'll get up on me, but he's going to walk around without a fucking nose. But also within that conversation, he said that Brock had used homophobic words. And I'm like, well, that shouldn't be a shock really. Seeing as though that your family, uh, pretty much a MAGA motherfucker. So I know that kind of language pretty it flies pretty regularly in your household. Allegedly, but uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't have been too surprised that that did occur and those uh those words were used. Plus, you know, when t- two men having an argument, you know, homophobic slurs tend to fly very rapidly and in, in a very macho way, I guess. The uh, NXT WWE uh, next in line wrestler, known as AJ Ferrari, uh, has been charged and accused of assault in Oklahoma. Um, Ferrari, who is a amateur wrestler, has uh, been set up and poised to be a new and up and comer at the Performance Center, and looks like that's going to be held off for some time. Uh, Charges of uh, assault and domestic dispute has been filed and we do not know how long this is going to be for. So last episode we discussed the whole Jordan Grace uh, comment she made about Chris Benoit. She Uh, received fiery backlash from not only the wrestling community, but wrestlers themselves. Uh, She issued an apology and even had a conversation with David Benoit, Chris Benoit's son, about the incident. Told you the woman's not bright. She goes on to say to double down with her ridiculousness that she, uh, excuse me, that her words were taken out of context and that some people who read her tweets should learn how to read. Right. We recently saw a video of Natalia no-selling Oliv Morgan at a live event. And people were upset about this and natalia went out to say that uh, there was no ill will towards Liv morgan it was just uh a momentary thing and all honesty i'm like who gives a fuck it's a live event who cares it's not like when um uh, um johnny impact and um uh, my god his name escapes me um during uh, the pay per view for for Impact, with more when Johnny Impact was at a match, and um, the wrestler in question—oh my god, I forgot his fucking name. It'll come to me. He um, no soul for him after the match, and was highly, highly um, disrespectful for doing so. So I, I I I didn't see why this would be a problem. Austin Aries—that's his name. I was, was hey. hey. Took me a second to think about it. Austin Aries when he, Austin Aries no soul for Johnny Impact in a title match. Like I said it's live event. It sucks because in live events, it's um, you know everybody's recording, and that's when your wrestlers are supposed to be working out their shit for televised and pay per views. So you know, it's almost like watching a um, stand up comic working on their material, but yet somebody's in the audience recording them while they're doing it. And you know, when the person doesn't get laughs so or whatever the case may be, you know, it gets posted and ridiculed. It kind of phones and 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 uh, and recording just kind of fucked up the world of wrestling and like stand up and shit like that. Goldberg recently spoke about uh, his, um, i wouldn't to say beef because he doesn't have beef, but Bret Hart is still holding resentment against him for basically shortening his career. And um, Goldberg would, uh, has deep regret for what occurred. Um, and he noted to saying that he felt bad to the fact that he knows that that relationship can never be repaired and he knows that Bret Hart will never forgive him for what occurred. And, uh, you know, I, for years I've said, you know, Goldberg had, you know, worked pretty stiff and was pretty much an asshole during that time. And he's, in some cases I've mentioned and said that, yes, he was young and immature about the business as such. But, um, you know, who knows the time will tell if Bret, whatever, Forgive him because at the end of the day, I'll be honest with you, that was fucking money, that, that Brett. A lot of money Brett lost that he could have made up for that shit. So Looks as though that Sasha Banks has a going rate for herself. Uh, seems as though that the pricing that she is giving to promoters for signings is such as $30,000, which is Not a bad thing because the 30,000 really benefits the promoter as opposed to the person in general. So, for instance, person gives up 30,000, gives up the 30, right? We know that she's going to be able to have a record number of people who wants to get autographs, take pictures and such. Some of these packages are about you know 75 100 150 dollars at a clip and with that you will see i mean an overhead of that she gets the flat rate of 30 everything else will go back to the promoter so Let's 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 just say on an average. I'll I'll do a quick math. I, I have a calculator here. Let's do a quick math. Let's say just for the minimum, you get five hundred fans with seventy five dollars for seventy five dollars a picture. Let's say five hundred fans come out, and you you can you'll easily get that for seventy five dollars a picture. That comes out to thirty seven thousand five hundred. So, the promoter. Gets all that money because he's already paid the thirty thousand. Or if he didn't front the thirty thousand, she gets the thirty thousand, and the promoter gets seventy five hundred. Now, with everything all together, you know, let's say you have all the exclusive deals, you get pictures, handshakes, uh, uh, twenty five dollars per per autograph for anything that she signs. It's all overhead that the promoter will get she just gets her flat rate everything goes back to the promoter so he can make his comeback he can make his his, his upends so it, it it benefits everybody all around so this is why you'll always see um signings where if let's say for Sasha the promoter could the promoter could could book her for the 30,000 and charge as high as 150 which if it's 500 people and $150 per signing that's 75 grand right there so everybody wins pretty much everybody gets over um so she's only taking non-wrestling bookings until January. So, which leads us to believe whether or not she'll be showing up at AEW or somewhere soon. Michael Elgin, the uh, former Ring of Honor champion and multiple belt holder, has been arrested in Japan. Uh, The man has been Incarcerated there for over a week, and it seems as though he is being charged with robbery uh, of fucking. was it? Uh, it's uh, not steroid powder. I was going to say steroid powder, but you know, protein powders, you know, that kind of shit. He steals that. Really? Out of all shit, that's what you fucking steal? You guys know, if you guys have been paying attention to how, how the law goes over there in Japan, they are pretty strict with their um, with their sentencing and their charges. He can face the minimum of five years for petty theft, which that's what that is. That's pretty much petty theft. Uh, he missed a, a nowhere event because of it, so um, yeah, that's uh Kind of sucks, man. That's really, really fucking, that sucks. Vince McMahon had a lawsuit dropped. Uh, Former player of the XFL uh, was charging. Well, I don't think the the charges were dropped, but the the XFL player um, alleged that he was not paid substantially for um, his time. With the league, and due to certain policies in which uh, the XFL had, it was said that he had violated some, and because the case wasn't that wasn't it, um, seems as though that there was an agreement that was made, and any uh, charges that were pressed against Victor McMahon and the, uh, the powers that be, like Carolina with the XFL at the time, were uh, met and dropped. Jade Cargill passes Goldberg uh, five hundred days of being unbeaten, and the crowd goes mild. But Goldberg was fighting consistently. Like, I, we saw him every week on that run. You know, they did. They inflated his his record as per se. You know, they had him at what was it at 161 or 162, something like that his undefeated streak. But you know, we saw him consistently. And by the way, guys, in case you haven't known, she's not really that good. Just saying. So Riggs Flair's match has been announced. His last match has been announced. This this is coming July 31st. And It will be Ric Flair with Andrade El Idiolo, Idiota, versus Jay Lethal with Jeff Jarrett in his corner. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Rick has been um, training with Jay for a while anyway, Um, and what better way to have... Um, Rick's last match but with a man who does a dead-on impression of him, right? You have the brother-in-law. You have the man who does a a better impression, the the best impression of him. And Jeff? Jared? I guess because I can believe it's in Nashville, so that's what makes sense. So, um, Yeah. Will I watch it? Um, Yeah, I think I will. I think I will. I want to see if he comes out with no shirt on. And finally, everybody's excited because Raw is going TV 14 and everyone's losing their shit. And to me, I say, so what? Doesn't mean anything. It's just basically a formality because it's it's just a way of saying like, hey, if we slip up and use a word that we're not supposed to use or a wrestler makes a mistake or um, during a match or a certain word flies that shouldn't be heard or whatever. Or if blood occurs during the event, you could always just say, hey, we're TV 14. There's, uh, there's, there's so many people that think, oh, they're only doing it because AEW is the way it is. AEW still labels themselves PG. Look at it. They still label themselves PG. TV14 is only because they don't want anything to slide through uh, the goalie and they'll have problems with it. WWE still markets themselves to a certain demo. They still market themselves to family-friendly. Hell, even after... This opening monologue by Titus this past week on Raw, which I'll get into around the square circle, um, shows that these guys are not fucking changing the way that they are at the moment. They're still going to be cookie cutter for what they are for now. It's just formalities, people. So don't uh, don't get too excited. TV-14 does not mean the Attitude ever is coming, because it's not. Uh, it's it's also being said that the reason why that it's 2-14 um, is because Kevin Dunn, Mr. Bucky Beaver himself, does not want, uh, he's tired of having to press the, um, the seven-second delay and muting people. Which I can believe because a man, from what story said, he hates wrestling, so he hates anything a part of this shit. So yeah, so guys, don't don't get yourself too excited. It's fine. Wrestling uh, WWE is not changing their format. They are just going to be the same, and nothing, nothing, and nothing is going to change that for now. All right, guys. When we come back, we're gonna have a round of square circle and much, much more. So guys, don't go anywhere. Stick around. When we return. Check you guys in a second. <laughs> um, can i just can, can, can you cut an id for me can you say this is teddy hart and you listen to turnbuckle tabloid uh, i can't say that you can say that and i'll say i'm teddy hart okay uh we i got- can't remember shit guys I, i'm one of those guys my memory's terrible and i can barely read or write that's why no i have problem. such a hard time following a script <laughs> this is Turb- uh, I sorry got right. uh, i got you right now this is turnbuckle tabloid and i'm with Teddy Hart, the past, present, and future professional wrestling, the greatest sport God's ever bestowed on this planet. Let's go circle, ladies and gentlemen. Honestly, guys, it's fucking hot. I'm not. I'm not even with the shits. I'm just gonna breeze through this quickly. Uh my goodness, you don't even know. It is just it's just blazing hip-hop and R&B out here. For real. Hot hot uh, 97. For real. This is just way too much for the gills. I'm looking at this this um this this mock this mock uh, uh commercial ad that they have on Instagram and facebook it's about uh it's a it's a it's a component that connects to the car's air conditioner and then you take the tube and put it by your balls. I would be like oh that would look like heaven for me you could just connect, <laughs> you can connect the tubing straight to your balls. Oh, wishful thinking, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, be great. So, around the square circle is brought to you by House of Glory Wrestling. House of Glory Wrestling presents high intensity. This is gonna be crazy. This is New York City. Terminal five, big venue. The first time they're they're outside of their, their 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 usual uh at the New York City Arena. Now they are at Terminal Five. This will be a big go home. August twenty eighth, live on pay-per-view, seven p.m. start time. Matches have been announced already. First of we have gotten uh the House of Black will be in the building. Don't definitely you definitely don't want to miss that, and it's crazy because just announced we have Killer Cross and Loki facing off at House of Glories presents High Intensity this this upcoming August twenty eighth live from New York City tickets are still available. Check out uh, House of Glory Wrestling H O G Wrestling dot net for ticket for information. You guys could check them out there for the links. And you could always, um, check them out at on the pay-per-view sites as well for high intensity house of glory at Terminal five, New York City, August 28th start time is at seven PM. So around the square circle, ladies and gentlemen, just quickly going to go through what we watch, what we listen to, what we partook in. So, uh, this past week, I was so happy to find out that. A certain individual who I have long been waiting for to have a podcast has finally, finally got one. Kevin Nash is now a podcaster. Check out his podcast, Click This. You can get it at any podcasting island as well as on YouTube. Um, it's cool because he's actually doing it with someone who I've been listening to, who I've, I've watched for some time as well, and I've I've actually uh read two of his books. Sean Oliver is his co host, so that makes hella sense. I'm so excited for this. So far the first episode was the uh his his uh, tribute to Scott Hall and uh the second one was uh pulpery of different things and such but he spoke about it uh his time in the military, uh his upcoming and wrestling and uh much, much more. I love it because um I met the guy one time and he was a real cool dude, real good dude, and shit, man. Uh he's a guy that I would love to pick his brain about so many things because he, he talks about everything across the spectrum. He was already on his first episode talking about gun laws and, and politics and shit, and the second episode people was like they don't want to listen to that shit. But I'm like, fuck that. I want to hear. It. Everything that's on his mind. Like that dude is such a fucking chill, laid back, cool motherfucker. Like I would want to hear tons and tons of stories from wrestling to um his days as a fucking college basketball player to him being in the military to fucking his thoughts on today's climate. I fuck that. I'm a I I definitely can say I'm a mark for Kevin Nash and I would love to hear more of his shit. So uh check out uh click this uh, it's on YouTube and all podcasting uh, outlets. Then there's um Cultaholic this week did a um they had a conversation about the truth of uh the WWE PG era and it coming to an end. It's kind of similar to what I was saying, but not as much. Uh but it's a good listen. Cornette this week, um he broke he broke down the rivalries, uh t v series that's on and i haven't watched it yet i have to uh I have to' on vacation coming up that's what i'll be catching up on he, uh, he gives his thoughts about that uh the undertaker's biography and um he was getting backlash from his comments saying that john moxley is the worst wrestler ever. i wouldn't say that, but for me as much as i love moxley he is trending downward for me it isn't it's not it's not clicking. Uh, William Regal's podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, William Regal's podcast, he discussed uh, his thoughts about the change that was happening while he was there and seen when um, the NXT 2.0 was uh, was emerging, as well as um, other uh, inside uh, notes he was noticing when uh, the changes were coming and happening, it was good um good listen to uh to hear from a guy like him as well his podcast is really good also uh he's another guy that i would i would love to just sit and chat with for a long time because i could i could pick his brain about anything as well plus he's fucking hilarious um wrestling bios this week speaking of kevin nash they covered uh the wcw blunders with oz that's a character that i know he was like fuck it he got a check but woof that was a stinker and um who's not in the hall of fame wwe hall of fame which is an interesting list you guys should check it out uh he breaks it down very well and um just watch mlw this week mlw this week had uh uh the king of college uh the king of the coliseum big match between uh hammerstone and uh richard holiday so you guys want to check that out it's actually uh Fun match to watch. Uh that'll lead us into this week's Raw. I'm really not gonna do the whole build up in the music intro this week because like I said it's too hot. I'm trying to breeze through this and I got a lot of stuff coming to you guys for the next episode, so you don't wanna miss that. So let me just briefly go through these, these uh the review of the, the this week's wrestling. So on Raw we had a opening of the show with Titus O'Neill, um, coming out explaining how WWE is a free and open promotion company that doesn't blur the lines of race, religion, current event. Who, what the fuck? I don't know what the fuck that was, really. I, I, I. I thought that maybe that since it's um, the PGR is dead, that this was their way of telling people, hey, guess what? Nothing's changed. We're going to be fine. But yeah, this was a um, very contrite opening for the show. I feel so bad for Titus O'Neil because now he's just become like that guy. We get, uh, Becky Lynch coming to the ring to cut the promo. She's joined by, uh, Bianca Belair and Carmella. And, uh, this is where we start the match, uh, between, uh, uh, Bianca Belair, uh, and Carmella. Not a bad match to, to open up the show. It was okay. Carmella, I, I must say, she's gotten a lot better since her early days. Lots and lots. You can tell that she's honing in her craft. She's gotten a lot better. Um, Bianca Bella, I gets the win here. Um, nothing too crazy, but um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, just just go through. We get a, a Judgment Day sighting um, match with uh, Mysterio, Damian Priest, which Damian Priest gets the win, and then all of a sudden we get the beat down with the chair, with the concerto coming, and uh, Dominic comes into coming for the save. I don't know why judgment day is so eager to draft Dominic. I don't know. What's the whole spiel with that, but um, we'll find out because coming next Monday, we'll have the 20th anniversary of Rey Mysterio's um, career. So that that's going to be uh, fun. I guess uh, we get Ezekiel versus uh, Seth Rollins in and in a really good match. Ezekiel is coming along very well. Like, I never thought he was a bad wrestler when he was Elias or no, Paris had thought for me to say that. But to say that um, for for him to be in the position that he's in right now, I thought it was really fun uh, to see his transition, but also see that he's becoming um, such a a, a, uh, a integral part in these uh, setup up matches. I actually would have thought, and would have liked to see more of a rivalry between him and Seth that actually fits for me. But maybe we could see that later on down the line. We then get um, AJ Styles uh, versus Austin Theory in another really good, um, another really good match. Uh, we get a Ziggler running and nailed the- who nailed Theory with a super kick when the back was turned and was able to roll him in, and AJ was able to get the win, uh, well, a countout win. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't a it was a count out win, but um, they really got the finger on the pulse for theory man, smart, very smart. The um, the kid's gonna the kid's gonna make it up there, man. He's he's gonna he's gonna be climbing up that ladder really quick, really soon. Don't know if it's gonna be megastar sp- that status. I don't see it, but he's a kid that that, that you know, 24, young, good looking, athletic, and really has his Uh, smarts and wits about wrestling you got lightning in the bottle man and finally we get the return of Logan Paul don't give a shit honestly don't care I even got him in the fucking 2k uh, DLC package and I haven't like even cared to look at him so yeah so that'll uh, close out my review of Raw wasn't uh, great wasn't fantastic it was meh at best so um yeah, let's get to AEW Dynamite. Let's breeze through that as well. Um just a brief recap uh opening the show, uh Dynamite they had uh Wardlow versus Orange Cassidy. This is a match that was in- inevitable. People saw it. The writing was on a wall. I'm going to be honest with you. I probably would have had this match as a build up for later on. You could have actually saved this match for a pay-per-view because I know this is this would have been a match that the fans would have loved to embrace and capture uh at, at the right time. I can't believe I'm actually saying that for a fucking Orange Cash in match. And I and like I said, I don't wanna really, I don't want to get a lot of flack for it because I know the kid is good. He can wrestle when he not and he's not doing that fucking sticky shit. You know, it's I, I, I'm fine with his wrestling. It's just I get annoyed with the fucking gimmick. I'm already done with it. He needs to get like a concussion and get out of the fucking gimmick. But um, any case, match wasn't too bad, but I just thought the finish was shit. It just was lazy, stupid. It was done because um, it was, you know. I I just thought it was a, it was a dumb finish. Uh, we then get um, we get. John Moxley, but you know what? I'm not, I don't even care about that either. I'm sorry, Mox, but you're just are fucking killing me. It's just, it's uh, we had a quick squash match between Luchasaurus and Griff Garrison. Um, quick moment. Not even a squash match. It was just whatever. It's done over with. Um, Brian Pillman was there for a blip moment, and um, hey, it wasn't really too much a um uh moment for me. We get uh, Clodio versus uh, Jake Hager. (sighs) This is where uh, Clodio did not look good, was not at his moment. Um, You would think that two guys who know each other the way that they do would make some kind of sense, but no, really didn't work here. I don't know. It just just didn't feel right at the moment. Another one of those instances where... I think we rushed something a little bit too quick. You could have actually had a small build-up for this one, but got to give the fans what they want, right? And finally, we get uh, the, I guess, uh, triple or nothing, that's what you're going to call it. We get uh, for the tag team championships, we get Young Bucks versus uh, Swerve in our glory and Team Taz. Not a bad match was spotty in a lot of instances a lot of spot a lot of moments and such not a bad match of course everybody knows who gets the win here uh swerve and our glory gets uh, the win but here's my thing i was asked about what was my thoughts about uh young bucks giving up the title very very much once again i thought it was too quick for me yeah uh, I hate when they st- when they really hot potato the belt. I don't I, I it gives no um, no precedence to the title when you when you do that, when you hotshot it. Um to give Swerve and Keith Lee the tag titles, in my opinion, does nothing. In all honesty, you could have easily given it to Team Taz, would have elevated them much higher. Doesn't hurt, um, Swerve or uh, Keith Lee, and if you if you did want to up the titles, and I think it it was a moment of affirmative action that it was come it, that it occurred, not because that they're black. That's not the reasoning for that. I'm saying it's affirmative action because they felt that the fan base wanted to see two former WWE talents get a title again like you pushed it maybe a little bit too far creatively wise it wasn't necessary you, did you get a pop? sure because everybody, that's what they wanted but the build, the better build up the slower build up was give uh, Team Taz the run and then have their rivalry and then Young Bucks is okay because Young Bucks could you know have their their angles with anybody they can't have their program with anybody else hell they everybody's still waiting to um finish off the f t r stuff so uh i that 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 was listen. this is you know once again in my in my thoughts in which I had a conversation earlier on shout out to um our guy at our choke slam report you'll you'll get to hear my my conversation with him uh i believe this upcoming week uh i got henry and you know, I, it's, there's a difference between promoter and and booker. Everybody gives fucking Tony Khan uh, kudos as booker of the year and shit. And I'm like, no. You want to give him promoter of the year every year for the next five years? I, granted, more power to you. I probably agree. But as for now, no, he's a booker. It, 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 and his booking is terrible. It's It's not good. So with that, let's close that out and let's get to Friday night SmackDown. Opening up SmackDown, we get a um awkward uh promo stand stand up uh conversation with Pat McAfee in the ring, calling out um uh Happy Corbin and of course we were putting over um Bumass Corbin and douchebag Corbin Chance and such. Corbin then uh pops up on the screen screaming that he might have monkey pox. Okay, whatever. After that, we just get Liv Morgan uh coming into the ring going up against Natalia. Um not a bad match. Morgan and, and Natalia seem to um uh, worked out their kinks from the live event match, right? So um Like I said, I think they did a good job uh, with uh, uh, elevating uh, Liv Morgan here. And um, let's see what we're doing. Let's see what we're going to do more with her. Um, New Day comes out mocking um, the Viking Raiders. They dress up like them, of course, because that's what they do. That's, That's their gig. Viking Raider comes out and says they're not happy with that. And, of course... They go in to run up on them. We get an appearance by Shanky and um, Jinder Mahal, which are they face now? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, yeah, this this isn't really going anywhere. I don't give a shit. Uh, we get a uh, backstage interview with Gunther and uh, Ludwig. Gunther pretty much is saying, we do not tolerate loss. We win. We always win. And chops the shit out of fucking Ludwig. Yeesh. We get, um, Lacey Evans versus Aaliyah or not. By the way, Lacey Evans with that fucking gear that she got is, um, yum. Yum, 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 yum she cuts a promo about how the fans um turned on her even after she poured her heart out uh uh yeah whatever and then uh something happened with Drew McIntyre and uh Sheamus maybe I, you know what this show was not fucking good it didn't it didn't pick up business until we got uh, Mad Cat Maws versus uh, Austin Theory. And like I said, they're building this kid up, man. They're really building this kid up. And now that I guess the brand separation is over, we – I mean, look, it it works in some ways. I'm not happy about it, but I mean – if you're thinning the herd of the roster, someone's going to get lost shuffle. And I'm already seeing that a lot of guys who are getting lost in a shuffle, it's not working for them. That They're just going to be getting released soon. It's unfortunate. We then get an announcement after uh, we get the Angelo Dawkins and Jimmy Uso match that uh, after there was a screw job in that, in that match as well. But uh, we get an announcement that Jeff Jarrett will be the special guest referee for that match. Why? Because it's in Nashville, ladies and gentlemen. That's why. So that's going to close out SmackDown. Uh yeah. Yeah. I know guys. This is just it, this week was kind of uh, grueling. It was not as um as um impactful as I thought it would be. I'm just hoping it, this week it gets better maybe god willing uh okay the so that'll lead us to a e w rampage um fighter fest night two I believe you're gonna we're gonna say if that's what it is we get a uh, house of black versus dark order um I, I, I don't I don't have any ill will towards the dark order I actually think that they're a fun um, faction but I'm just like do they really need to be together anymore uh, i don't know. I don't know Jonathan Grishens versus Lee Moriarty in a really good match uh both men are talented I'm just still perplexed with the whole Grisham heel turn to join with Tully Blanchard. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. Oh, and I've I've also come to the realization that Jericho does not need to be on fucking um on commentary anymore. It should be just done. Should be over it. And finally, we get uh, Chris Statler and Athena versus the Renegade Twins. Is that what they're calling themselves? The Renegade wins. Or were they always called that? Oh, oh, um, yeah, this, this just sucks. Yeah, it just sucks. I don't know why Stokely Hathaway and he's just there. He, he, there's, just, there's no purpose for him. You left a company that actually liked you and was, was ready to give you something a little bit more. But I get that maybe you wasn't used as much, but you were at least there. You're just not, you used just as less here in AW. I, uh, I, I don't know. It wasn't a good week for wrestling, guys. I'm sorry. It was not. But um that's going to close out on Real The Square Circle as well as Turbuckle Tabloid. Make sure you check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on our Like and group page on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, on YouTube, Twitch, and on TikTok as well. Be sure you check us out on all the podcasting outlets as well as on RageWorksNetwork.com and as well as RageWorks.net. Follow, subscribe, be a part of the vibe. Let's get it popping, you guys. Let's do this. And um before I let you guys go, just like I mentioned, stay cool. Temperatures are ridiculous. People out there really do not believe that global warming is real. This shit is real. Fucking shout out to my boy Bender Britt out there in um in England who has um scorching numbers of record temperature heat out there, man. Um usually right now they should be in more of a cooler climate, but right now it, it's, it's sweltering out there. Um Especially you have older family members, the heat does not translate well with them. Um, show love and um, be able to keep them cool. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Take a bump. Love you guys. Check you guys later. Turbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. Turnbuckle Tabloid.